Now the second of this week's Radio Rookies series. Reporter Janice is 16 and lives near Hunts Point in the Bronx. Janice's parents gave her permission to do a very personal story, what it's like to grow up with a father addicted to heroin. My father's block is full of memories. When I went over there to find him, it was hot. A fire hydrant was open and kids were just splashing and playing. I just told myself, okay, let's keep it moving. It's time to go up the stairs so we can do this. Here. I'm at the door. I stood there for about a half an hour and he never showed. My mom and I don't always see eye to eye, but we do have one thing in common, and that's Poppy. He betrayed you guys too, just like he did mommy. I called my mom in the kitchen while she was cooking chicken and fries. What was his personality like? He's always been a good person, very lovable, understanding, very attentive. Basically a kind of person that you wouldn't think one day they would actually, you know, use drugs. I can't remember when exactly it all started. What I do remember is the park we used to play in. There was this gate that was always locked. We had to climb over it to get in. I always had this scare because I hated climbing that gate. I would get laughed at because I was too heavy to push my own weight. But my daddy would come and give me a push, and I would always make it. And I loved him for that. I loved being daddy's little girl. Maybe that's why my mother didn't tell me about my dad's drug problem. I thought you never were going to believe me because your father had you brainwashed. I remember my father asked me to pee in a vitamin bottle one day. At the time, I didn't know why. I didn't really want to question him neither. But later I found out that it was because he was on drugs and he needed clean pee to prove he was drug-free. Now my brother and I try to laugh about the situation. We try to act like everything is all right. Cooking my spaghetti in the sauce when we're coming through, looking at the dish with the... Guess what? Omar goes to a military school upstate. We were having a ball in the car on his way back to school. Omar doesn't see Pop a lot now. So, Pop, yesterday? Yeah. And how was he doing? He was all right. You know, he was skinny, just like you said. Like, he's probably like my size or even a little bit skinnier. There are times where I don't want to be seen with him in the street. He looks crazy with his shopping cart full of cans. But that's not the only way he gets his money. He maintains all the buildings on this block. I ran into my cousin Robert when I went back to find Poppy the second time. He mops all of them. Wow, he mops all the buildings. (laughs) Maybe I should bring him for like a career day. And I could have him stand in front of class. What do you do? I mop all the buildings. Let's pray somebody's there. I just want to talk. This time, Poppy was there. While he was in the bathroom, I saw his shopping cart. These are his. Slow down. Slow down, my goodness. We got Poland Springs water. We got a Pepsi, some King Cobra beer, and a and a square box. It's kind of stinky, so I want to walk away now. When he finally came out the bathroom, I went at it. I wasted no time. Hey, Pa. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Are you serious? Yes. But, you know, you, you're, you know, 
a heroin addict. That makes uh -huh. you feel good? Yes. So, you know, how do you feel when, when I see you like this? See me like what? You know, what, what makes you want to go in and, and get cash from the garbage and, and take it to the supermarket? I mean, what makes you want to do that? Because of how I make money. But that's not the only way you can make money. No, which other way? Well, you can get clean and, you know, get I other clean, jobs. But I'm dirty. No, I don't mean, okay, that's the wrong word, I'm sorry. The way I look, the way I dress, the shirt, the pants. No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about you doing drugs and thinking it's okay. What do you mean it's okay? Thinking it's okay? For, I mean, you know, is you... That's how I feel. Yeah, but why you can't just go into a program? Why you got to keep doing it and keep doing it? I know it's addicting, but why you got to keep doing it? My plan was to go in there and let Papi know that I love him. And I wanted to help. But I let my anger take over instead. I visited a, a drug facility and you can do it. It's not that you can't. It's oh, that yeah, you don't want to do it. That's, that's, the be, that's a better yeah, word. See, I want to see this doctor at Albert Einstein College of Medicine to help me understand how heroin addiction works. Dr. Roy Cohen told me a person has to want to stop taking drugs. To quit. That desire depends on a lot of different things. Um, it depends on, for some people, whether they've hit rock bottom. And usually hitting rock bottom means losing job, losing family, uh, getting back an HIV positive test. I like the drug. Then you don't want to come, you understand, you know? I mean, you know, you're supposed to love me no matter what, you know? No matter what, you're supposed to love me, we be there, you know? Either you're going to be there, you're not going to be, you know? If you was healthier, trust me, I'll be here every day. But I'm not going to sit here and look I'm at you knowing that you do it, it yeah. and I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not going to stay shut because it's okay, not right. So, you know, Don't you know that this can kill you? Does that even, yeah, you know? Okay, anything can kill you, Janice. Anything can kill you. He had that, yeah, whatever attitude. Finally, I was telling him the truth, and he didn't want to hear it. So it just ended. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. So now you don't want to talk to me? No. No, that I want to talk to you. I don't talk about, I don't talk about it. The drug issue is out. So that's it, that's, you ain't got nothing That's the interview, yes. Are you mad? No, I am not. The interview though, right? Today. I just stood there for a long time. After all that, like nothing happened. Papi told me he wanted to buy me some cookies. Yeah, I don't have no money to buy something. But he didn't have the money. For you. I never expected him to tell me he didn't care about what he was doing. That's when I got angry. He, he, he doesn't care. And it's funny because he talks about he want to have a normal life. What kind of, what kind of normal life? I'm gonna go over there to sit down to to see him look all high. What, what? And then he thinks it's all right because there's some 70 year olds that they still do it and that they all right. They have a normal life. For him, I gotta understand what it's like. I don't have time for that, I don't. You know, my mother, she doesn't even know why I even try to talk to Papi. I don't think that should be your first priority. I'm not making him my number one priority. I'm just taking the time to figure out how to get over his problem. My mother's father had a drinking problem and he died years ago. Now that seems like the only memory she has of him. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want this. Anything can kill you, Janice. Anything can kill you. To be the last memory of my father. I do want to remember laughing and playing with my brother while my father videotaped us. Everybody was happy. I want to remember the day Poppy's mother died when I was about six months old. 
My mother says he grabbed me, he hugged me so hard, and he didn't want to let me go. I don't want to let him go neither, but I don't want to go around feeling like it's my fault anymore. Dr. Cohen says that's what people like me have to get over. You didn't cause it. You're not responsible for it. There's nothing I can do. The problem is, I don't know if I'll ever really believe that. For WNYC, I'm Ricky Reporter, Janice.